Welcome to Media Current's Open Waters Podcast. Welcome to Media Current's Open Waters Podcast, a podcast about open source solutions. I'm Mark Casillas and surrounded by my wonderful co-hosts, Bob Kepford. Hello. And Mario Hernandez. Hi, everyone. You know, we need to stop writing in the, uh, the show notes that we banter because we really are horrible at banter. And this episode, we're going to be talking with creative director here at Media Current, Cherie Hill. With 15 years of award-winning agency experience, Cherie has been, had the privilege to work with iconic brands including Harley-Davidson, AT&T, Kellogg's, Special K, Tupperware, Budweiser, The Home Depot, Toyota Scion, Listerine, Dancing with the Stars, American Idol, Southeastern Conference Sports, NCAA, and Sony Pictures to create branded entertainment, rich media, games, and interactive motion marketing, along with product, product sites. Uh, and also with our design team here, she's recently launched, pro launched products including Georgia Tech's Workforce of the Future and Emory University's, I can't pronounce this word, what is Goisuera. it? Goisuera. What's that mean? It's um, the founder of the school. Boom, there you go. School of Business. That's yes. the founder of the School of Business. <laughs> yes. Joshery. Hello, thank you so much for having me. That is a heck of an intro. Special K, huh? A special K, I yes. I had that for breakfast today. Oh, wonderful. And I know we record this and release the episodes in the future, but I know that's what I have for breakfast because that's what I have for breakfast pretty much every day. Anyway, mm -hmm. things you didn't need to know about Mark. Before we get into the interview, let's take a look at the probe project picks. Cherie actually picked out two project picks for us. Uh, what are those? So right now, I am absolutely fascinated by Airbnb's open source project. Um, they have an animation tool called Airbnb Lottie. And what it is, is it is native, um, a React native uh, plugin that works with After Effects that produces motion design into code. And um, it's just really cool to see what they're doing in the community, um, what people are doing with their tools, and it's um, inspiring to us. And th this isn't uh, like the old, uh, not Dreamweaver, what was that Adobe product that Flash animation, Flash. the Flash animation made this code and it was... Action script. No, it's not the same thing as there action script. Yeah, no, it's not the Proud same. Proud of you for knowing that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was an action script developer back in the day. So I'm Boom. very familiar with that and the pain of developing <laughs> those animations. Um, but no, what it does is it translates um, actions that you can do in keyframing within After Effects and then translates it into code. So um, people can create motion designs that are based on that framework. Very cool. cool. Yeah. And what's the second one? So the second one is actually de design inspiration. It's Motion Corpse, and that's a Tumblr site. Um, so here we're always looking for ways to build delight into the system, and there's a lot of really exciting things that um, our community is doing in different transitions and in process completion, ways to build rewards in the system. And there's some beautiful animation on uh, this Tumblr account. So I wanted to share it with our audience. Oh, motion corpse. Yes. There you go. All right, uh, Bob, what are you going to start off with? Well, welcome, Sheree. It's good to have you. Thanks, Bob. Uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what your role is here at Media Current? Sure. So my title here is creative director, but what that means really 
is that I have the opportunity to work with our designers on projects and guiding what our creative direction is. So really looking at the aesthetic, looking at what the goals of the brand are and the brand personality and bringing that to life in the system. Um, so we have a team of five designers, UX and UI designers, and I have a counterpart, Cheryl Little, and myself work with our team in guiding that creative direction. Very cool, yeah. We, um... We see all the amazing work that you and the rest of the design team do, and it makes our job so much easier, you know, when we have people who really understand um, the latest trends and technologies. So along with uh, the designs, which you do a lot of it uh, with your team, how, um, how that uh, works uh, with component-based development that we do, how does the design process work uh, with that uh, process in mind? That's such a good question. You know, component-based design is really different than so many of our practices. Um, as you mentioned, historically, I come from a brand entertainment background. And when we think about early versions of sites on the web, they were one-off. Um, they were individual pages that were unique and custom um, for certain purposes. But today, what's so exciting about what's happening in our industry is that we do what's called component-based design. So we look at the system from an atomic level, like you think of a house, right? And a house has all of these different parts. You have lights and you have plugs and you have all of these different things that are part of a system. Well, it's very similar in digital design. So we have buttons that have a similar shape or a similar color that all are reflective within the system. And we create style tiles and we create mock-ups and all of these are different pieces and what is so awesome about that is it really empowers our authors and our clients to create systems that are scalable and that have longevity so instead of building a site that's going to be not be relevant in 12 months we can build systems that will really stand the test of time and be future-proof because their brand is alive in a living style guide um, they can execute and as their content evolves and as their goals and their objectives evolve, they have these different components to draw from. Um, also, what's really awesome about our front end team and our design team and what we've been working on together as well with our back end team is to create a basic install profile. So we have that foundation already set. So when we think about basic components that are used time and time again in different systems, things like a hero design or a three card design or maybe a left right component we have those already laid out and that's what's so great about media current is that we have this rich history to draw from so being able to use these different basic components we can skin them and we can scale them for our brands um, so that they're very powerful tools for our clients that's that's really great i know the rain uh drupal distribution that you're referring to it's the one that offers all of that out of the box and so and it's out there it's available for people to uh, make use of it so yeah. so as you know um a lot of our clients are higher ed and yes. uh we love working for high ed uh and um the process that you, you describe is it unique uh designing for higher ed or are there any specifics that uh, are are you know need to be addressed specifically for for higher ed that's such a great question, Mario. You know, if you're a part of a marketing team for a university, you're faced with so many unique challenges. 
Um, first of all, we found that working with these teams, there are multiple stakeholders. And so many of those stakeholders, they have different needs and different problems to solve. So there's a large audience that we're working with um, and they often have unique agendas and there are those efforts can be duplicative or competing. So what we do is we solve this by doing a deep on-site discovery engagement. So we meet with the stakeholders on-site and we really get to know what those objectives are. And we can prioritize those objectives with the stakeholders and get equal voice in the room. Um, that is very challenging. And what we practice is design thinking. So we look at different exercises where we can um, co-create together and look at the best way to solve those challenges. Um, we have a team of strategists and designers that we work together in tandem. So we work in pairs. So we have an understanding of what's needed, not only from an aesthetic standpoint, but from a strategic point of view. So here at Media Current, we talk a lot about data-driven design. So we really look at what are the needs of our users? Where are they at emotionally? And how can we create to solve for that, to address for that? How can we nudge users in their journeys to make decisions that will align with our partners' goals and objectives? So how can we get them to convert? Um, in higher education, with many businesses, one of the major goals is in lead generation. So how can we create landing pages that are advertising landing pages that will drive those conversions? Um, and if we think about it from a data perspective, universities have rich, deep databases full of information. Another challenge for universities is getting into deep repositories of information. So you have students, you have researchers that want to access the information, and the universities want the latest search technology. Um, for USC libraries, we partnered to create a bento box search functionality, and what that was is we looked at how do humans think and how do we process information? We think about things like cognitive load. We think about spatial considerations and how can we serve up that information in such a way so that it's scannable, so that it's scalable, and so that people can get the information that they need. And not only that, they can save that information in a profile and be able to return to it at a later date. Yeah, that's a very good point, especially with higher ed. The, the amount of data that they need yeah. to make available, absolutely. So, you know, and, and I think about this too, Mario, because just as, you know, design is informed by strategy, so much of your practice in, in doing development um, is really informed by what we do. And I know that you have a lot of challenges in implementing the designs that we come up with. So from your perspective, what are some of the challenges that you've seen implementing those designs um, from the point of delivery to execution? Yes, I, I feel, especially uh, as we address component-based development, uh, to me is critical that the process begins the conversation begins early on. It's not something that we, you've completed the designs and then they're handed over to the front end developers. That's not always the best approach because we can run into issues that we were not able to capture before. So to me, uh, if the design process is not in line with our development, that can lead to problems. Uh, that can later on turn into issues for accessibility, performance, uh, or poor user experience. 
So as you know, our team really makes an effort to uh, be in the communication and the discussions with your team early on so that we can all together uh, participate in those discussions and be able to capture potential issues that could arise from maybe a design or an idea that could create issues uh, on many of the areas that I described before. So the idea of uh, discussing component uh, during the development at the development level, to me, is not one that is very sustainable. To me, that's something that can begin at the strategy discussions and even discovery. So those are some of the challenges that we face is being able to be in touch uh, in line with the design team so that we can together uh, ensure that we're not really missing anything that could create problems for the client. I, I so agree with that. You know, Bob and I had been working recently on a project and I, I saw the value really in being so aligned closely with um, our front end team and, and really we were inspired by the knowledge that they had. So um, for example, you know, we would have some challenges that we didn't know how to design for. And because of your practices and the things that you're seeing in the industry and the things that you're seeing happen in your community, it helped inform our design as well. Absolutely. So Sheree, what are, what is your team studying and researching now? Oh, thank you for asking me that, Bob. We love learning, you know, we learn together and that's one of our values here at Media Current is really the knowledge share that we do. Um, and Cheryl and I have had the privilege to be able to work with both the strategy team and the design team. And so recently we've teamed up and we're taking a psychology and persuasion course, um, which is very extensive. So um, we have a significant time investment collectively and we meet weekly to learn and grow together. And what's awesome about that is that we're learning about human behavior. So we're learning about why people make the choices that they do. Um, and that's helping us learn how to create stronger products. So for example, we had a meeting today um, where we discussed the first lesson plan and we were able to talk about how to apply that in our current projects. And that's so powerful. I think, you know, oftentimes teams can learn individually and that's very important, but there's something to be said about learning collectively because in sharing that information, we can see things on other product projects or from other perspectives that we couldn't. So being able to have a classroom at Media Current that is centered in human behavior really helps strengthen our practices and align both strategy and design. Um, I joked when I came on board and said that strategy is really like our big sister. And it's true because strategy really guides us um, in our de design decisions. So really being able to understand more about um, strategy and more about human behavior, it really helps us in creating those user journeys and the customer experience and just understand how people think. That sounds so cool. Sounds yeah. like so like sci-fi almost. It is. <laughs> so, um, can you uh, give us some examples of uh, the importance of behavioral research and data-driven design? Sure. So, as I said, really understanding why people make decisions and how they make decisions informs our strategy and our art direction. So, let me just give you an example. Um, something that people may or may not be familiar with is social proof. So, you know that if you go to Amazon and you see something with a thousand reviews where people say, this product is awesome, automatically we're going to be drawn to that. 
Um, one analogy that someone gave is that when we're at the airport and we get off the plane and we're walking, we don't even oftentimes look at the signs around us. We'll just kind of follow the crowd. And I know sometimes I've ended up in the wrong place because I haven't followed directions. Well, that (laughs) that bias in us works in our user experiences. So we know before we set up a conversion, so before we give a call to action, oftentimes we'll show social proof or we'll show something like authority. And what authority is, is it might be a metric for higher education that talks about how much money someone might make if they have a degree within a certain program. Um, All of those things help meet our needs and our securities that persuade us to make choices. So really understanding how people make choices allows us to architect those experiences. Yeah, you know, it's a funny story about that. And this is not part of the conversation we were supposed to do, but this there's a funny story. In my previous job, I used to commute. I used to take the train. Mm-hmm. And for a period of time, I started taking this new uh, line, right? Um, it was the um, the subway. Mm-hmm. And the first day I took the train, the train was packed. And as soon as the doors opened, everybody just runs out. Mm. Com- just everybody pushing each other and just run out. And I don't know why, but all of a sudden, I just started running with them. <laughs> and, and, and then I stopped and I asked myself, where am I going? Why am I running? I was just following what everybody else was doing. And that was yeah. so true what you were talking about before. Right. So. Yeah, we're uh, herd animals. I mean, it's that yeah. mentality. We really are herd animals because Absolutely. we look to one another in making our choices. Yeah. So, Sheree, uh, we want to thank you for taking the time of uh, your busy schedule. I know you're extremely busy. And we want to thank you for taking the time and uh, having this discussion with us. This is extremely important and that we hope that a lot of people out there who are listening can find this as important and useful as we do. So thank you so much for, uh, for your time. Yeah, thanks. We got a, a nice blog about this on MediaCurrent.com uh, with the emotional design. And there'll be a link to that in the show notes. And that's it for today's show. Thanks for joining us. For more useful tips, technical takeaways, and creative insights, visit mediacurrent.com slash podcasts. You can get more episodes and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for playing.